No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Hey, welcome to No Thanks Needed. Thanks very much for listening. I know there's a lot of people checking this out for the very first time, and I love that you're here. To my returning listeners, yay you. My name is Mike Van Acker. I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, I talk on the radio a little bit, and I run a trivia company. I'm going to talk to you a bit about that today. Funny thing happened with last week's episode. I went to promote it on Facebook, and because I mentioned the American election, Facebook said, nope, you're not allowed to. You are a political organization. And I'm not. I'm just a bloke with a microphone who knows bullshit when I see it, and I like to have a laugh about it. I think we all need that. Anyway, let's go. No thanks needed. News. New Zealand has said their recent outbreak of COVID-19 might be due to contaminated freight from Australia. A spokesperson said, We're used to things crossing the Tasman that stay forever and are hard to get rid of. It's just usually the other way around. And it's not a virus, it's our people. Bindi Irwin is pregnant. Australia Zoo are calling it a win for their breeding program, saying it's the first time an Irwin has bred in captivity. They've asked her and Chandler to demonstrate their technique in front of the meerkats who are just not getting it. No thanks needed. TV. It's been a big week in TV. Channel 10 has let go of a bunch of staff, including Brisbane's own Georgina Lewis, who was our newsreader for a long time. It's very sad. Uh, Osher Ginsberg is safe, of course, because he's on pretty much every show that Channel 10 do, and apparently he's about to start reading the news. I was watching The Masked Singer this week. I can't believe how excited Osher can get over very degraded celebrities. Like, I loved Michael Bevan when he was a cricketer for Australia. Great player. But, man, he hasn't been relevant for a long time. And the other night, Osher's like, It's, it's, it's Michael Bevan! Like it was Taylor Swift. You know, I mean, good on Osher. He's doing his best to pump that show up, but he is one small step away from having to go, It's, 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 it's the bloke who sells the sausages at Bunnings! No thanks needed. So I was out walking my dogs the other day. My dogs, Billy Ray Sunshine and Charlie. I pushed Charlie in a pram because his legs don't work very well anymore. Anyway, we walk the same way every day. We've gone that way for over a year. And a year ago, I got swooped by a magpie from a particular power pole. And bugger me if this week on Wednesday, I think it was, if that same magpie from the same power pole didn't launch yet another attack on me. I don't know what it has against me. I've never once tried to scale that power pole and attack it. I have never eaten a magpie egg in my life. I have no interest in it. And yet, apparently, I am its mortal enemy. And it was a month early. They normally attack mid-September. Here we are, August 14, and I'm in the firing line. Maybe it was just getting in early. Maybe it was a practice run. I don't know what it was thinking. But I do know that it remembers me and it hates my guts. So I mentioned on Facebook and said, hey, what's going on here? And I got all this helpful advice. Some people said, feed it. Feed it and become its friend and it won't swoop you anymore. It's on a public street near the Kalanga train station. What am I supposed to do? Set up a buffet and along the way feed all the people going to the train and hopefully along the way in the buffet there'll be a magpie with a little plate going along going, oh, thanks very much, Mike. I will no longer swoop you. It's all been a terrible misunderstanding. Let's be friends now. By the way, your dogs are really cute. No thanks needed. So when I'm not doing stand-up comedy, uh, talking on the radio or recording dodgy podcasts, I run a trivia company. It's called Trivia Tribe, and we have four regular nights uh, a week. And my newest one is at North Lake Sports Club. That's every Wednesday from 7 if you feel like coming along, Brisbane people. A team played recently. They had a young lady, a teenager, playing with them. She wasn't really into it. 
She spent the whole night on her phone playing games. And normally at trivia nights, you don't let people play on their phones. But this poor girl was clearly in <laughs> trivia hell and was obviously only there because her family made her come along. I found out later her name was Victoria, and it was just so ironic to me that just like the real Victoria, her borders were completely shut and she was not receiving correspondence from anybody. But sitting just near them was a young couple, mid-twenties, very good looking, and I kind of realised from their body language and the way they were dealing with each other that they were probably on a first date. Um, I'll be honest, I've waited a few weeks to talk about this because I didn't want the couple involved to be too recognisable. Look, I'll say from the outset, first dates are tricky. Now, obviously, I haven't been on one myself for a couple of hundred years, but I still remember how completely fraught with danger they are. You know, there were rules back in the day. Don't go to a movie because it's hard to chat and get to know each other. And what if one of you picks a movie, the other one hates it, you're off to a bad start. Uh, messy food. Messy food is out if you go out to dinner um, and absolutely don't wear white for the same reason. And I'm going to add to that. Don't go to a trivia night in case one of you appears really, really dumb. So back to this young couple. They're both very good looking. Here they are on a Wednesday night looking for love. Nice, right? I heard the guy, as I handed him the answer sheet, say to his girl, uh, we should probably go all right here. I know a lot about a lot of things. And I thought to myself, oh, God, here we go. And she was like, oh, I probably won't know anything. And she was all being all coquettish, I think the word is. Round one, we have a question. In what decade was World War One? And I hear him say... Hmm, remember the TV show MASH? What year was that set in? And she goes, oh, I'm pretty sure MASH was the Korean War, wasn't it? World War One. I'm pretty sure the answer to that is the second decade, the 1910s. And he goes, nah, and puts down the 1970s. And I could see she knew he was wrong. But hey, it's a first date. She's being polite. A bit later on, in which Australian state might one swim with the dolphins at Monkey Mia? He goes, without missing a beat, Sydney! I see her slowly turn her head and look at him and say, um, Australian state? And he goes, yeah, Sydney. They get eight out of 20 for the round. They've got three answers that were right, but they crossed them out and written wrong answers over the top. And I said to her, what, what happened here? You were on it, but you changed your mind. And she just looks at him, looks at me and kind of rolls her eyes. And by the end of round two, she had the pen. She was in charge. They get 18 out of 20. So maybe trivia is a great first date after all. It accelerates your relationship by making it obvious who the brains of the outfit is. Dating man. It's so tricky. It's no wonder that young people these days just swipe right and head on over to each other's house just to get it on. It just cuts out all the tricky stuff. No thanks needed. All right, beautiful people. That is episode nine of No Thanks Needed Done. Going to hit 10 next week. That's crazy stuff. You can get in contact with me at mike at mikevanacker.com.au if you want to. Thank you very much for listening. For those of you that have been kind enough to share the episode or to tell your friends about it, I really appreciate it. This podcast is growing fairly quickly and I'm very grateful to you all for that. Chat to you next week. Bye-bye. No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Produced by the Podcast Boss.